0: Hey hey, I'm Cass.
1: And I'm Kat. And you're listening to Seduce. Quick disclaimer, we are not healthcare professionals, but we just talk about life and all our experiences. So come along and enjoy the ride.
0: Let's get juicy.
1: Hello Cass. How are you today? Hello Kat. I'm really well. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Amazing. Um today I wanted to talk about a theme, a bit of a topic. That has been coming up recently in my friendship circle. And Mm. for the past, I know, for the past week, there's been a lot of talk about rejection. Oh. Mm. that. So rejection in the workplace and rejection in love. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to know, have you ever experienced any sort of rejection in your life that you can remember? I feel like I do a lot of rejecting. (laughs) well talk to me about that but then. it builds character
0: in me too
1: <laughs> and no. you hope the other people
0: <laughs> yeah yeah actually. Sure. well we spoke about rejection a little bit when we had our business and soulmates episode mm-hmm. and you know I spoke on how rejections can lead to growth obviously because when I did start my business there were rejections along the way yeah there were were rejections in, you know, when I tried to put my jewellery in little stores. Mm -hmm. I actually remember just the other day, I was driving past this house and I remember going to see, she was a jewellery agent. I had seen her years ago and what I had to do, I remember I had to take my collection there of my, all my beaded pearl jewellery and she basically had to view it in front of me and then I could gauge whether she was going to take it on board to try and put it into shops, like an agent essentially would then take on your jewellery and then try and, well, depends what kind of agent, whether it's clothing, jewellery, yeah, whatever. And uh, I remember I took, I was so excited, I took my beaded jewellery, I had it all displayed, and she didn't tell me then and there that she didn't like anything because this was, I'm talking Swarovski crystals. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. Is, yeah. This was prime cast. This was like infant Cassandra Mamoni Yes, yes. And... She, I remember she looked at it all and she's like, oh, very pretty, you know, and said things like that. But as I drove past that place the other day, I was like, she never liked anything. <laughs> she, she didn't. She just ghosted me. Afterwards. <laughs> that was a rejection. <laughs> Definitely.
1: But, you know, in that moment when you were there, did you get the vibe that she didn't like it or were you, do you reckon, a bit like young, naive and you were just like, oh, I'm getting good feedback. She's saying the right things. Yeah, look, I
0: was early 20s Mm. and she was giving good feedback. I think she knew how to play her cards well, like, let's get this chick out and ghost (laughs) her. (laughs) You know, let's pretend it's nice. And, you know, I'm pretty intuitive. And I think, though, I did think, I'm not sure if if it's her style, you know. Look, like at the end of the day, to move forward on something like that, all it means is that it might not have been the fit for what she was selling. She could have been selling other kinds of jewellery and mine was too handmade or too, too pink, too pearly. Yes. So there's a whole lot of reasons that that could happen and you keep that elitism within yourself knowing yes. that you're great because right around the corner people will love what you do
1: that's a thing because in the moment when you are rejected or they don't call you back or you hear nothing they ghost you and things like that it's um it's probably very easy to get down on yourself mm. and just um and just kind of feel like you failed at something or it's not good enough yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, but you're right. Like and it, you could give up and that's yeah. the last thing you should do, you know, because you could be right around the corner from something great.
1: And that's like the same thing in love, right? So I'll share a story that I was um told by one of my girlfriends. We were talking about she's been single for quite some time now, but she was in a relationship for many years that wasn't a great relationship. That Had happened. a lot of yeah. yeah happens doesn't it Mm. um she was in that for a very 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 long time and when she eventually got out of that she became really empowered and very independent and Mm -hmm. uh, moved on and kind of she grew herself it almost happened instantaneously you know when you get out of something that's not right for you and then you feel this like elevated weight off your shoulders like you're living like a whole new world whole new life Mm. so anyway she did that but funnily enough she finds it really difficult now when she speaks to a guy, she finds it really difficult to find the good things about him, right? And she'll only focus on the things that, you know, he does this and that's a put off. He does that, so it's a put off. Hey, I used to do that. Right. Anyway, so we had this really (laughs) deep conversation the other week and this is why I'm bringing up this conversation Mm. today. We got down into the nitty-gritty of it and I asked her some hard questions and it turns out that the reason why she's being that picky and that selective is because she's so afraid of rejection, so she almost puts it in her mind that these are the weak points of them, and and plays that in her head, and then goes, yeah, I'm just not going to talk to him anymore. Yep, yeah, there, there's that sign again that I don't like. Going to switch it off and just ignore him now, or you know, just tell him I'm not, I'm not down for anything more. And she's like, I think it's just a defence and like a protective mechanism. And I thought about that. We had a really good chat, and I was like, wow. People would do that without even realising because she's yeah. like, I've been doing this for years. She's never been in another relationship, has a lot of attention from people, so she could be with anyone that she wants to be with. She's absolutely gorgeous. However, she's just yeah. protecting herself, herself, yeah, afraid of that rejection. She's a Virgo. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just throw that in there. Because I tend to do the same thing and, like, this outer shell, you know, I'm really soft on the inside and then I've got this outer shell and I get that, you know, some things can happen and then it kind of puts you off. You're like, oh, well, I'm better off alone. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I've had to deal with that before, yep. that rejection or whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I- I'm fine alone. It's going to – this way is going to be better than – or at least you think to yourself this way yep. is going to be better than oh, pot- potentially dealing with that again, yes. dealing what, with what I've had to deal with before. Yeah, that's interesting. But how do you step onto the other side of going? You know what? If hurt does come along again, Mm. I'll continue to be more resilient, Mm. stronger.
1: And how do you? But how do you also? How do you recover from rejection? Like, how do you pull yourself out of that? So, rejection in love. We'll take that for example. That's what we're chatting about, right? So, if you're with someone who's treating you badly, or started seeing someone who then tells you, "Look, this isn't for me," Mm. blah blah blah. How do you? Just go, okay, yep, no worries, and accept it and move on. (laughs) I'm just
0: laughing because I know what I would do. Please share. Whatever. nah. (laughs) it's just, (laughs) you know, you know me, like, um, I don't know how it's happened, but I've always been, this is going to sound harsh, and I don't mean it to sound harsh, Mm -hmm. but I've been the dumper rather than the (laughs) dumpee. And it's just because, you know, someone told me that it's a cut and run mechanism. Like, I feel like things might not be going right. And it's like, okay, cut and run. Just, just like end it now before things get bad, before I get hurt, you know? Yes. And you still get hurt in the process of doing that. But I think one way of dealing with that kind of rejection is to, A, like look at your support group around you, first of all. If you've just lost someone important in your life or been rejected from them, it's to garner those close friends around you and do more with them, have them as your support. Mm. also find things to do for you find mm-hmm. new experiences whether it's joining a gym whether it's getting out in the fresh air more whether it's yeah. starting a pottery class yeah. it's doing things for you so that instead of focusing on what has happened what you've been rejected on you are making yourself better because at the yeah. end of the day have you been rejected for a certain reason was there not lack of growth on your side mm-hmm. was there were you almost narcissistic, where you can't see your mm. faults mm. and mm. and the other person could and that's why they cut you off or mm. rejected you. So it's also going inward and meditating on things and going, okay, well, where did I go wrong on mm. this? And uh, Not necessarily that you've gone wrong, but no, no. where can I be better? Yeah, feedback. What yeah. could I have done
1: differently? Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it, it reminds me actually of an experience that I had with a job interview mm. many years ago. Many years ago. Yes. Um, I reckon I was about – Maybe 22. Mm. So a young'un. young un, <laughs> young. And I um, should be 22 again. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'd take it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, I went to this job interview for, um, I think the role was a support worker. Mm-hmm. So basically, like social work, yeah, nice. um, working with people with mental health. And I went into this interview. I really felt confident in the interview. I answered all the questions and whatnot correctly to the best of my ability. You walk out and you're like, yes, I, I sister, got that. Like, are in it. call myself like, get ready. I'm going to be rich in a week when I start working. No, but um, – I got the call up days later to say, look, we loved you but you were unsuccessful. I had no feedback though and at that age I didn't ask for feedback. I didn't know to ask for feedback. So you hang up the phone and you just feel down. Yeah. Because you had your sights set on it. You are really like excited for it. Yes. And I just felt down. And because there was no, hey, this is the reason why, yes. you're left wondering. Aha. Uh-huh. In your head. Okay. Mm. So now you start making assumptions. Mm. Mm. And now that negative self-talk comes in, uh-huh. right? So you have to, you know, you're seeking an answer. Where did I go wrong? You didn't get that answer, so now you make it up. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I ended up doing. And it, and it went from, okay, it could be just something as simple as I'm really not qualified for this role. Because I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't have any.
0: But you were like, I was just too pretty for them. (laughs) They couldn't, like, they they couldn't have me. What was it? Social working kids or like? (laughs) Um, Yeah. It
1: it was a mix. It was like teenagers and kids. Like, that's
0: that's the reason. That's That's my level of eliteness.
1: (laughs) Libra things. (laughs) Libra things. Um, No. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? Maybe I wasn't confident enough. Maybe they looked at it like it was. I'm not the right fit. I wouldn't be able to help them because I don't really know what I'm doing. Maybe, you know, you start to doubt everything. You start to doubt everything. And at the time I was studying psychology. I knew that I had some background, some sort of, I was in the right area looking Mm. for a job based on my studies. But I was definitely, I got down on myself. And I really felt like I'm never going to find a job. I'm not, right yeah so you're 22 those th- i'm 22 yeah those thoughts were happening but if you fast forward to now there's still people that have those same thoughts even in their 30s even in their 40s with love with work and what i figured out now thinking about it back then is that job was not for me no it's as simple as that mm. It's not about what I was or what I wasn't or the qualities that I had or didn't have. It was quite simply that path wasn't for me. Yeah. So it's almost like sometimes re- rejection is a redirection.
0: Mm, mm. So interestingly, just mm. on the job topic. Oh, yeah, tell <laughs> me. I remember my first ever interview was for Blockbuster at Fulham Gardens. Okay. <laughs> right? And I, at 17 years old, 16 maybe, I was the biggest movie buff. Like, you couldn't find a bigger movie buff than me. Oh, you still are. You still are. Right? So I went to this interview and I was like, I'm going to ace this. Like, Mm. I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to be awesome. They're going to want me working here. And it was my dream job as a 16-year-old. And I didn't get it. And when they called me, I remember mum had just picked me up from school and I got the phone call and I was like, you know, hello, and they're like, hey, it's so and so from Blockbuster. We just wanted to let you know that unfortunately you didn't get the position, but you were the next in line. Oh. oh. So that was the feedback I got right. the next in line. So I was able to turn around to mum and be like, well, I didn't get it, but I was the next in line. Oh. So I just missed out. And I'm like, what was it? And I thought to myself, I couldn't have answered anything better in the interview because they really do ask movie questions. Of course, who's your favorite actor? What's your favorite film? Oh, All you would these have thrived things. in that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so it was really disheartening. Like, obviously, as a 16-year-old, I didn't have the mentality I have now. As in, okay, well, everything kind of well happens for a reason, and yeah. something better. I thought I belonged at Blockbuster. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> Would the would the trajectory of my life have been different if I had worked at Blockbuster? <laughs> hey, no, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, also that girl had to make the call and she had to let down a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, and I know being a business owner that
1: you have to do well, these things. Okay, and, so that you know. is another interesting topic. So how yeah. do you how do you politely reject someone in mm, business? Mm, you you literally have to rip it off like a band aid. You have to be
0: direct with. Yeah with what you need to say for yep. this and this reason you didn't get the position yeah or unfortunately at this time we'll keep your records on file you know cuz you know sometimes you do and you literally look back at them and that, and that's another thing if mm. anyone ever gets that feedback oh we're going to keep your your information on file that's That's not bad, is it? It's not bad, no, Mm. because I've definitely gone back and looked at old resumes and and followed up with people to see where they're at, if they're still looking or in the the market for a position. So it's not a bad place to be. So say I said that to someone, say Mm. I said that to you, Mm. Kat, you were great, but unfortunately at this point we've hired someone else, I'm going to keep your resume on file. And I truly meant it. Yes. You could turn around and you, go, you could be nasty and go, whatever, don't call me again. I'm, I'm following the business. I'm doing this. Don't talk to me. Yeah. And you could have that attitude and yep. you could take the rejection really, really badly. And then what do I do? I rip up your resume mm-hmm. and I throw it away.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Or you could go, thank you, Cassandra, so much. It would be my dream job to work with you. If ever the opportunity comes up in future, please do check my resume. I'll work on upskilling myself and getting myself to that next level and I hope to hear from you in future. Mm. Wow, that girl took that really, really well. Mm. I think I might contact her. The, the person I hire could be totally like not what I'm after mm. and then you could hear from me a month down the track, a couple of weeks down the
1: track. Who mm. knows? Okay true yeah
0: wow you said that
1: really beautifully too thank you I think I might take notes on that one (laughs) (laughs) if I ever get a call like that yeah (laughs) what did Cass say for me to tell them no that was awesome yeah but that's important
0: isn't it absolutely absolutely so there's so many rejection I always feel that you if you can take it the best way possible and use it as a tool for growth yeah well then you're just putting yourself ahead at the end of the day like there's no point in carrying a seed of resentment towards no. someone or something mm. or because that's not going to get you
1: anywhere is it no mm. but you know it's interesting because rejection it, it hurts your feelings mm. if you allow it to and when we get caught up in our feelings that's when your mind takes a back seat mm. and all of a sudden your judgment is clouded yes because it becomes an emotional response or an emotional reaction when you think clearly with your mind and when you take it on board as something that, yes, I can learn from this. Yes, I can grow from this. And if this is the dream job for you, like you said about upskilling, yeah, picking up and going, okay, what do I need to develop a bit more of so that the next time a job offer comes up there and I put in a resume, I've got All these extra things added. Absolutely. You know, 100%. And I think that's a good question to ask as well um, when you've been told that, you know, this position isn't for you. I think it's important to ask look, from your professional opinion, what can I be doing so that Mm. next time you could look at me as like a top, you know, um, top candidate? Choice candidate. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Because that's another thing. Because sometimes, again, we just assume, okay, they didn't like me because of this, this, this. But if you actually get the the actual reason from them, like, look, it was because of this, and if you want to come back next time, this is what you need. Yeah. And then you go away and work on that and come back. Well, hey, hundred percent. they're going to look at that like, wow, this person's really keen. 100%. You know, and got the passion, got the drive. Mm. Yeah.
0: And you can put that into relationships as well. Yes. If a friend or or partner comes up to you and said, look, this isn't working for this reason, they could go internal, because I believe a strong person does go internal as well and says, you know, I'm not feeling this because of this reason, and I've got to work on this. And rather than putting all blame on you, but if they gave you feedback of some kind, yeah. you can then obviously go and better yourself either for the next person. Yeah, for the next person. We the can. Next- we don't go back to exes, do we? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to well, say, no, not, not from now on. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so essentially, you're making yourself better for the for the future
1: person. But it's interesting because when we talk about love, mm. you don't really get. Feedback. So, say so you go on a date with someone, mm. and or you're seeing someone, and it's kind of new, and then it ends. Okay, someone isn't feeling the other one, and it's just like, look, this is, you know, this isn't for me, or you get ghosted or whatever. Yep. It's highly unlikely. Yeah, or
0: bad etiquette. They're it's- not going to go, look, you, you <laughs> ate like an animal, and you know, no one's really going to say that. No one's going to say that. <laughs> no. Right?
1: No one. No one's going to come to you and be like, look, it was, um, you didn't offer me your last look at my there. <laughs>
0: Lukomada is a Greek donut, by the way. And yes, oh. I went on a date, and the guy didn't give me his last one, so red flag.
1: Oh my God, now he knows. There's the feedback. <laughs> <Yeah>. Red flag. <laughs> no my! Oh, food, fine. food. Cass's yeah. love language, as we all know, truly. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we don't get that feedback, right? Yeah. So you're left wondering. And that's when assumptions are made. So it's kind of like you just have to go, that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for me. And that's it. We don't have to. We are always seeking a reason. Yeah. But we don't always need one. We don't need a reason, an excuse. We we don't need to know the details of every little thing that goes wrong in life. Sometimes it's just best to just go, that happened, accept it, move on. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Mm -hmm. What's next? Mm -hmm. Assumptions are really bad place to be. Oh, I think. Totally.
0: They can lead you down a really bad path. You can, you can assume something even that never happened. Yes. And
1: it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when the person that you're confronting or have a conversation with tries to tell you that that never mm. happened, you don't believe it because you've already sold yourself a story. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's my god. Yeah.
0: Not good. You could do a whole episode on, on that really. Yeah, I know. Um, and there's been situations where People have assumed something from me that never happened, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Wow, wow! This is, could have worked out so much better mm. if you hadn't have made an assumption. Yes. because it was a wrong assumption, obviously. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah. So. And that's what I mean because we're so hung up mm. on I need a reason. Yeah, you know, it. it we're mm. not. We're not just content with just going. Okay, that's fine. Leave that where it is. We just want to know, we want to know. Mm. You know what I mean? makes it really, makes it really difficult. Yeah. makes it really difficult for relationships and especially like workplace scenarios. Cause I'm sure, look, you've got like a group of beautiful ladies that work under you. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. there's times like without going into too much detail, I'm sure there's times where there might be a bit of disruption or someone mm. said something maybe out of line and someone's taken it the wrong way. And it's kind of like, unless communication takes place, hundred those stories mm. get blown out of proportion mm. and you get
0: two sides of the story. Don't you? Absolutely. And I find that with the bigger your team gets, the more likely those things are to happen because okay. you're just incorporating more more characteristics, more personalities into the mix, more, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. People, everyone's different. So communication is key. We, we tend to have a meeting every Monday, mm-hmm. like essentially like a brainstorming meeting yeah. and that way everyone can communicate what's been happening the last week mm-hmm. and things to move forward. So that's really great mm-hmm. to do that. But, yeah, of course, when you've got a bigger team – It's kind of like McDonald's. Think of McDonald's, how Mm. many McDonald's – they're not all going to be run the same. They're all going to have different employees. Mm. They're all – I don't know why I thought of burgers, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You can go to one McDonald's and have a great experience and then you could go to another and this went off on a tangent. And then, then, (laughs) like, it could be completely different. You know what I mean? Like, how do you get a business that I've currently got, like, five, six employees – How do you get a business to a scale like McDonald's Mm. and everything runs smoothly as when you had five employees? Mm. You can't. No. It's a worldwide business. Yes. But systems are important as well. Communication systems,
1: systems in place. And that's good that you say that because communication systems are the – I believe, even with rejection, right, Mm. communication – is key to a lot of things, but not so much, not always communication with other people, but more the communication you tell yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that inner voice. Yeah. Right? Because yes, it's all well and good. You know, if something happens at work and you feel like you've you've had to take on a rejection at work. Say your boss comes up to you and says to you, look, your your input this week hasn't been what it usually is. Mm-hmm. Like I need you to lift your game here. Okay. Yeah. Because consequences to actions, if this continues This is the path that I'm going to have to go down with you. It's almost like a warning, right, Mm. when someone gives you a warning at work. Yes, yes. So it's kind of like at that point you can either take that to heart Mm -hmm. or Mm – like because the communication has been done, right? Yeah. They've they've said what they had to say to you. You can either take it to heart or communication internally can Mm. go, all right, how do I turn this around? And you know what? Yes, I was a bit lazy this week. And yes, I did take a few shortcuts. Like you've got to own it as well. You've got to own rejection. Some people can
0: sulk and literally go, okay, well, I've had this feedback or warning. So I don't care now. Yeah. Girl, you're you're getting closer to getting fired if that's the case. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, a boss doesn't set out to want to get rid of you. No. They want you to be doing well. They want you to do well for the business. If you get feedback and then you go inwards and you're like, oh, blah, 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 and, you, and you're a sook about it, mm. that's not going to get you anywhere. No. But you can turn that around and go, okay, well, I've gotten feedback. I'm going to do the best I can now. And if the best ain't good enough, well, then that's, you know what I mean? Mm. So there's so many ways you can look at it, but you would definitely want to be taking that and making the most of yourself
1: in that role. If, if that role is truly where you want to be. Oh, well, there you go. Because yeah. you know, there's been other moments. If I think about other times in my career as well, where I've gone for one in particular, I went for a job interview, kind of like a promotion mm-hmm. to another area where it was going to be like a pay increase, right? Mm-hmm. And I have all, I had all the qualities to move up into that role. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I had the experience, all of that, and I went to, I put my application in, and I sat an in interview and got told, "Oh, look, we've gone with other people, but thank you so much." Right? And at the time, I thought. What is going on here? Like I, I can do this job. I already do this job. <laughs> wow, you know, right? So it was it. Give anyway. me the more mo- Give me more money. Yeah, it, right. Mm. It turns out. Very long story short, I look back on that time and I go, well, had they offered me that role in that moment, I would have been happy. But my heart wasn't in that place to begin with. So it was kind of like that door closed for a reason for me, mm. not to waste my time. They did you a favor. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: And that's. You know, at the time it doesn't feel like that, right? Mm. Because you're, you're now I'm talking to the people that are in jobs that they're not really passionate about. They're just there because it pays the bills. That's mm. who I'm talking to right now. So at the time when you get rejected for a promotion like that in one of those industries where this isn't really where I want to be but it's where I've ended up so I've just got to make the most of it mm. and you get rejected, it is only because the universe and your greater self is giving you a message, you're not meant to be there. Mm go do something that you're passionate about. Go be somewhere that that actually resonates with you and actually gives you a purpose. Yeah. You know, because that's what that job was for me. It was just paying the bills, mm. you know. So when I went for that interview to like get up to the next pay bracket, it was literally, if I think about my intention for even going, it was to get a pay rise. Yeah. It wasn't about, I really want to do this role because I love it. Mm. It was like, where's the money at? Oh, there. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I always tend to think that. The money aspect, if people are only chasing the money and not doing what they're truly passionate about, I just feel like that never really leads mm. to great success. Mm. Success within your heart as yes. well, you, you know, peace of mind. I just, um, yeah, I just feel like there's more. Yes. To life,
1: yeah, there is, and from personal experience, searching and and not searching, but working for the money is like a short term thing mm. because it does nothing for your soul.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Money is great if you're obviously really passionate about what you do, love getting up in the morning, doing, and you're making money. And I find that that happens when you're truly passionate about something mm-hmm. is when money just comes, yes, easily. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, anyways, rejection. Mm. Rejection. Mm. Have you um, – I'm sure you have, but <laughs> oh God. I'm going to – I'll rephrase the question instead of have you. I'm going to say when you reject a guy, <laughs> what does that look like? What are the, how do you let a guy down easy? <laughs> yeah okay
0: so it's really funny there's been a lot of times where guys are just in the friend zone Mm -hmm. and I remember once and I honestly I can't remember who the guy was but I know he had been a friend for a long time like a friend from high school and you know I was constantly catching up and in doing so I think it was essentially blocking the way like keeping that door closed for someone, so a partner coming into my life because I was going out to dinners with this guy. I didn't, yep. I didn't see him as a potential partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would say, hey, let's catch up, and, and then I would cancel other dates because I pr- preferred to, like, just go and chill with him. Mm-hmm. I remember asking my brother, I was like, oh, what do I do now? Like, I'm I'm stuck in this limbo. And my brother Fabio was like, do what you normally do. Say you're too busy. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah. He goes, You do, you've done this a hundred times. Why is this any different? And I'm like, I don't know. So, yeah, that is something that I do a lot is I go, I just tend to go, Oh, look, work. I'm like hammered by work at the moment. I'm so, so busy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm rejecting that. I know what I'm doing, but I'm really softening the blow. I'm not yeah. saying, I, I don't actually ever think I've spoken the words to a guy, I'm not interested in you. Mm-hmm. It's more, Look, I've got a lot going on. Like, I've been really busy. I can't right now until eventually they obviously get the point and I'm saying no to a lot of these states so that they're not asked, you know, they could ask like, one month and then the next month after I've said no so many times that they start to really wean off. The and, yeah, yeah. And they're not asking me anymore. So is
1: that the best way to do it? Like, do you think that's the
0: etiquette? I don't, in- I don't think it's the best way to do it. I think it's just my way of doing it mm-hmm. because I'm as confrontational as I can be in business and ruthlessness. And even in relationships, when mm-hmm. I've had to break up relationships, it's like, man, you saw this coming. You, this and this and this and this haven't changed. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, you know how you made me Mm -hmm. feel. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm really easy in ending relationships like that because Mm -hmm. not all of them, but like the last one. Mm -hmm. One before that. (laughs) The one before that. (laughs) Like they let you they kind of let you down. And there's things that they see. Like if you're going from makeup to breakup, you know, breakup to makeup. And they're going to know something is coming, but is it the best way to do it? Like when you know when we talk about friends' situations and being like, "Oh, I'm busy at the moment. Well, I don't know," but I think it's a softer way of doing yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Mm. What do you think? What have you? Yeah, you're ruthless. You ghost, <laughs> don't you? See, I can't yeah, even do that. Yeah, um, I like, just ghost. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's
1: terrible. That's a ba- that's, that's horrible. That's massive rejection. I don't think I'd do that now, though. Oh, really? No, nah, I probably would. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm busy with cats. We have podcast stuff to do every day. Yeah, you know, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually ghosted. I just. Yeah, but then hold on. But then when you don't ghost, sometimes like, don't you lead them on a bit more than what they. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: you do. Yeah, I know. It's the But to me, it's the lesser of two evils. It really is. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to be really, really nice because I would want someone to be nice
1: to me. Oh, yeah. And you know, that's an, okay, <laughs> that's a really good point. Because for me, I wouldn't want someone to be like, oh, it sounds really good, but I'm just a bit busy. I'd rather just like, just don't even reply to me. Like i or if you can't say to me, which I can't say to people, like if you can't say the words, look, I'm just not interested, yeah. then don't say anything at all. Yeah. And let's just you let it say go.
0: Say it best. <laughs> when you say nothing at all. Oh my god. <laughs> Why has there been a song in what? every episode? <laughs> but Ronan Keating. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I can't believe we remembered his name. PS, but okay. I might not be good with movies, but singers, I'm yeah, all right. wow, wow. Oh so yeah, God. where were we? We were talking about yeah, like I would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we're up to the second verse of the song. <laughs> no, it's true. That, so so it does come down to that because what you just said, mm. you would want someone to be that way with you. You would want someone to be gentle in the in the you know. Mm rejection if you want to call it that but also might I add remember there was a certain
0: someone that was leading me on for a good couple of years there
1: yes
0: <laughs> and that wasn't fun was it no and I don't know I, I honestly to this day we still don't know what that was like was it just breadcrumbing? he wasn't ready what was it you know there were obviously a few dates thrown in there did he think I wasn't interested I will never wrap my head completely around that but obviously some form of rejection because you haven't pursued me to the full extent I know what being pursued feels like and that wasn't it mm-hmm. and that wasn't fun I guess it would have been better to probably be ghosted in
1: that situation maybe like, because do you think you still maintained an interest in him yes because of the breadcrumbing, as you call it yeah. because of the okay I'll just feed her a little bit here mm. so she's still keen mm. and then you kind of like again you're putting assumptions in your mind like oh well he's his message He wants to catch up, like, there's obviously something here, but it never led to anything, yeah. So, it's kind of like you mm. wasted, however, not wasted, but you spent a lot of time thinking about what oh. could be with this person. There was a
0: lot of wasted headspace, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: Not cool, no, no.
0: So, so, you're
1: gonna like um reevaluate the way that you do things, you're gonna change your
0: what do I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the same oh, that's on. right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't, what, next question. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> what,
1: oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, so, it's, well, maybe. I don't know. No, you don't have to. Look, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to ghost. Like. If, yeah. if I'm ever in that situation again, it's a ghosting. But.
0: You don't have to ghost. You just have to be like, I've got a child with another man, like I've got, with a husband. No, a, yeah. yeah.
1: If I'm ever in that position, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I'm married. I'm, <laughs> oh, my God.
0: You've got a way you out, Kat.
1: What if I'm not married? <laughs> Imagine now. Just like, oh, let me check with my husband if I can go on a date with you.
0: <laughs> Luke, can you look after Rosaria? <laughs> I've got a date. I've got a date. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you've definitely got a way out. <laughs> you've got a ring on your finger. And this is why wow. chicks put like rings on their, their wedding finger when they go out if they don't want to be hit on.
1: Yeah, people do that, don't they? Because
0: they don't want to reject someone to their face. They don't want to be disrupted in their night. They don't so, want Yeah, to... like
1: even if they're not married, they put the ring on. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a symbolism of I'm taken, don't bother. Don't bother me. I'm having a girl's night, leave me alone. Wow. Hmm. Have you ever done that? To be honest, no. Hmm. No.
0: I remember my sister in law, I think, did it before she was actually if my memory serves me correctly, before she was actually married to my older brother, I remember we went out, she put a ri- unless they were engaged, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure she put a ring on that finger just mm. so no one would ask her. Mm. Unless I'm thinking of someone else. But, yeah, I think. Does
1: that even work? Do guys even <laughs> care anymore if there's a ring on the finger? I think they still try. Yeah,
0: yeah, they don't, yeah, I don't think they really care. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, but they're probably cottoned on to the fact that women yeah. do do that as yeah. well. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And some women do wear rings. Sometimes I wear rings there just for fun. Just have a ring on that Just finger. for fun? Yeah, just like I've, gotten, I've run out of fingers, so I just put them, <laughs> you know, on that finger. <laughs> Styling oh 101. My gosh, I love that. Yeah, so. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to add to this rejection conversation
1: before we wrap it up, Cass?
0: Yeah, just always look at something like that as, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, every adversity has an equal or greater benefit. If you're being rejected, there could be something positive around the other corner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also think about when you are, or if you are rejected in love or in career or any any aspect of life, just think about what does this rejection mean and how is this redirection going to affect my life? What can I now do differently? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really interesting. Thank you, Cass. I appreciate Thank your you. Chat today. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode,
0: guys. Yay. We look forward to chatting to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.